This is CliffCentral.com. Hello and welcome to it. You are listening to the weekly mashup with your girl, Candace Mama. Unfortunately, T's not here with us today, but we are sending him love and light. However, fear not. I've compiled a phenomenal panel for you to listen to today. And the first is Cliff Central's very own comedy extraordinaire, the founder of The Worst Guys, Mr. Mark Umdluli. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What up, what up, what up, what up? Yo, Mark Umdluli in the building, co-hosting with Candace Mama. How are you doing, Mark? I'm very blessed. How are you, Candace? Good. Yeah, oh man. man, the Zoom conversations just want to be all up in our vibe. Hey, I can see this guy wants to be in your DMs. I can see him. Yeah, look, look, he's even hopping yeah, in the studio. He's watch, completely watch. trying to slide into my DMs right now. <laughs> talk, talk about sliding into DMs. We were having a conversation. Let me actually first get KK involved. All right, because all right, all right. I, I, KK also had some strong opinions on that. Yeah, he did. He did. So second on the panel is entrepreneur, author, and Mount Kilimanjaro conqueror. KK Diaz, hello. Hey, hey, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing? Wow, the environment and just the energy in here. I'm is sorry, amazing, KK. Hey? It's so funny. It's so funny because, you know, we've got such a great lineup for you today, but it's as soon as Mark and KK were together, <laughs> a debate came up of who should pay on a date. <laughs> <laughs> we're just actually having a heated debate in the Cliff Central Lounge. Yeah. And I, I as a feminist, I didn't bring that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, as a feminist, well, actually, Candace, you say that the men should pay. All men should pay. Okay, but I, I, I genuinely believe that it should be, it should be equal. We are in an equal society where if the woman asks me out, yeah. she must pay because she's then deciding what the date's gonna be. Where are we gonna go? Next thing she says, I want let me take you on a date to Paris. Now you must pay. How is that fair? Can I meet the woman who wants to take you on a date to Paris? <laughs> no, because if because... I meet her, I'm taking her away and I'm running to an island. We never meet anybody. <laughs> I'm keeping her. Because so, I've never yeah, asked a man thing out. Is whoever's like asking, that. whoever's initiating, you know. You okay, no, but but how do you feel as a man, right? If now we out on a date Now the bill comes Now if she asked you out Are you going to start Dropping hints Are you going to be like um, So thank you so much For <laughs> <laughs> No I just expected no. to I expected to grab it Like I expect myself To grab it If I asked her out Yeah And look I have no shame In asking how we can Settle whatever Yeah Really you know, just, We don't have just a pro- in general So if somebody Asks me out on a date I I'm going to assume that you know they they want to pay. Yeah. So I will lead with that. Yeah. But if there's a problem, like I, I do it all the time. Let's if be honest problem, with each other. You know, if there's an awkward look in the eyes, you know, I'll, I'll pull my card or my wallet out. Yeah. You know? It's like if there's I that awkward moment. You know? Yeah. No, I think you know to avoid the awkward moments, yeah. I'd rather I, I'd pay. No, 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 I wouldn't. Why am I lying to I myself? Work, I work with the awkward. <laughs> that's what gives you, you know, the lead in terms of whether should you be. Yeah, that was that's what gives you power actually. Yeah. The honesty, working with that, like, hey, lady, listen up. This is the situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm a young comedian. <laughs> it's tough out here in these streets. <laughs> so, how are we gonna do this? I'll do the chips. You do the burger. <laughs> You have to I'm, be. You have to I'm be. a young comedian. Money is tight. Tight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't think a lot of women will take that and actually run with it. I yeah. have to tell you okay. because I'm that kind of person who, before I 
be like, okay, cool, you know, let me reach for my purse. Because, man, you guys have a funny way of getting into our heads, right? You guys have these little conversations amongst yourself in front of us, like, you know what, I need a woman who can do this and do that and woman these days. And then, you know, you had us feeling a little guilty for a while. So I'd reach for my purse. Like, I'd see the ball and I'd reach for my purse. But then I was like, yeah. no, uh-uh, this okay. is definitely not. not so men are just providers and uh, protectors. You and are proving these... you can provide. Okay. That's it. Right, so <laughs> ready to prove it. So I just want to say, Yes. For me, I when I ask somebody to, if I ask to meet with anyone, yeah, uh, like I did this morning before, before I came through um, to the studio, I asked a client of mine yeah. who pays me on a regular basis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They needed my help, yeah, uh, and then I offered to meet with them before I came through to the studio, and I paid for the breakfast. Oh, okay. So it's I okay, but is a client different? Like, is a business different? Like for me, it's about a relationship, regardless. Okay. For, at least for me, yeah. it's about if I initiate, I, you know, it's a standard for me. You to, sort it to pay, out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I think in business, like as a woman, I don't mind if I'm asking you to a business meeting yeah. and it's a restaurant, then yeah. I don't mind paying because it's business. It's not about you yeah. being a man trying to court me. But if you are trying to court me and you expect me to pay, hi, no, it's not going to go yeah, well for you. It depends who's asking. No, 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 no. Because I could have been flirting and agreeing to the time. Yeah. But I, if you can look at the ball like it's a foreign object. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I think you're like, right. If somebody does ask you out, I think. Yeah, if they ask you, then yeah, they, they have to. If they don't, they're a fuck no, but boy. Women, women have a strange way of asking out. So like, you know, women ask out in a very subtle in way. In hints. In hints. So we can't, you can't actually have said mm. that we asked you out because we were hinting the whole time. We were uh -oh. all like, oh, it would be so nice to see you. Uh, you, see, you, guys are, you see, this is the thing. Women actually have better game than yeah, men we by like we, we, we miles, will, we will miles. never say meet me at Mug and Bean at 12. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, cool. So it's just about so, who's who's the man and who's the woman at the end of the day. At the end of the precisely. day, we are different people, and we have to treat each other precisely. Like I'll never, no woman will ever expect a man to carry a baby. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> different different roles, people. Know your all right, role. All right, That's all. all right, cool. I'll anyway, take that. I'll take that. <laughs> let's launch into the conversation we were supposed to be having let's right now. Let's do that. So today, I put on my Facebook, and I wanted opinions on you know the whole millennial thing because millennials, if people don't know, is Anywhere between, if you were born between 1980 and 2000, you are considered a millennial. 1980 and 2000? Yeah, that's, that's a big gap. I think Two, they kind of just older, How old are the people who have been okay, born 36. in 2000? 16 years old. Yeah, so 1980 yeah. would be about 36. And then uh, 2000, they'd be 16. 16. Okay. Yeah, I think they just made it. I yeah, think we yeah, just yeah, expanded yeah. the gap too much. I don't think I'd listen to anything <laughs> no, a 16-year-old has to say. I September 1979, so I'm turning 37 this coming Saturday. Oh, damn, you just missed the millennial so, era. So you've got opinions. <laughs> yeah, at least we've got we've got opinions from each side oh, oh, from yeah. from the other side of the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can I tell you what people have been saying? So I just took like you know a lot of data and I compiled it into the status, and yeah. it basically says that millennials have been said to be the lazy and entitled generation, mm. a group of people who are constantly demanding yet are rarely ready to put in the required work to reach their goals. So that's number one. And then Time Magazine labeled gen um, millennials as the me 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 generation. So what do you guys think about this? Like millennials being the me 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 generation. The me 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 generation. Can I can I, the 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 whole me 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 idea I think is only exposing itself now because of social media and the internet and our ability to manifest an idea of who mm. we are mm. um in a, in another space because on Twitter on Facebook you can create this You're persona. A person. oh, yeah. yeah. I think it would be what you'd want to be or what yeah. you see yourself like as ideally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um so that I think is the reason for the me, 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 me ideas just because mm. we're more aware of what people exactly, are yeah. actually thinking. And now. we almost, 
overly available. Yeah. You know, we are available yeah. on every platform. You know so too much about what's going yeah. on in my life that you think I'm we trying overshare. to tell you about me. Yes. You know, it's just this is what was happening before I couldn't really yeah. tell you about it unless you came to my house for coffee or something. True. Yeah. But KK, what do you think? Because I think the meme I think it's kind of unfair because in a lot of ways we were created to be this way. Yeah. Because we started with a mixer generation when I was in primary school. <laughs> I started Mixed, it yeah, was the shit. Be yeah. right back. Yeah. <laughs> we almost had a little more decency with mixer because you tell someone you wouldn't blue tick them. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Worse. <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah, there are no you know? blue ticks there. No. Yeah, you'd be like, I'll be right back. You mm. know, even if you're going for five minutes, yeah. I'll be right back. I'm leaving my phone. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm L2Ming right now. <laughs> I'm listening to music. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. And then right after that, Facebook came along and all of a sudden we had a platform to express ourselves even more. Yeah. And then as soon as Facebook, Twitter, Right after Twitter, Instagram. So it's almost like we were created to be this generation where our lives have always, since our formative years, been out there to be consumed by everyone. Mm. So what do you think? So, you know, I've, I've worked with... I'll, look, I'll separate myself. <laughs> I won't call myself I've millennial, worked right? Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. worked with those people. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I have a feeling we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. there's nothing wrong when people are confident and they they feel that they need to negotiate their own for their own future, okay. you know, for their own careers. Mm -hmm. But I say let it be an equitable exchange. If okay. you're going to say this is what I want, then mm -hmm. you know put in the work. Okay. That's just my feeling and I don't I don't I don't get the you know the the, the feeling that um we're willing it, to work. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I, I must think agree with disconnect. that. Uh, yeah. I think there's a disconnect there. We 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 or <laughs> millennials you know, want things to happen quickly. They want other people to get things done for the... I, that's just my feeling. Okay, yes. can I just yes, interject on that? Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that because when I think about in my peers... In terms of the hard work. Yeah, in terms okay. of the hard work yeah. and what people want in comparison to how much effort they're putting in to get oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big disparity. Just mm. amongst my peers, I can see it. There's an idea, and I think this is mm. what social media has done they as a way. You, you can portray yourself yeah. as this thing. <laughs> You'll see people's bios as yeah. actor, <laughs> motivational speaker, <laughs> philosopher. But aren't we all? Aren't we all? This <laughs> is just the shit you want to be, yeah. but it's not the, the what you're actually doing on your day-to-day -day basis, on your day-to-day yeah. -day -day yes. grind. So that's what I think separates those, I mean, that's what exposes millennials as uh, lazy and uh. not hardworking. Because at the end of the day, we have to realize that it's, I don't think it's a necessarily a generational thing because most people... Us are lazy and unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, Big talk and very generation. Most exactly. people, me, most people want to be something, but they're not there. They, but so. exactly, I wanted to actually say, uh, interject there and say, playing devil's advocate, mm. would it just be said that with us, the millennials, it's just that we've got more platforms to showcase yeah. our sense of entitlement, if there's that word. Mm. Whereas with other generations, they just don't have the platform to do so. So it's just that we under a microscope, yeah. right? Because we're on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And our every movement is almost like in a fishbowl. Whereas generations before us didn't have that. So they could lie to their peers. They and could lie to their friends. <laughs> like, like, you know, they could bump into like yeah. that guy, the, the, the school paparazzi yeah. and be like, yeah, the no, you know. <laughs> and so say, hey, you know, life is good. I'm driving a Benz. I'm doing this. Yeah. Because he knows. Like, he'll just go spread the news in the community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's not forget that about 80% of people couldn't have dreams about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just all just too much at real. once. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's like, now we're just hearing everybody's dreams and visions sure. now that we have it. Like, Look, like, um, I, I also want to add and say, in as much as all of this, um, all of these platforms are available for, mm. you know, for 
the current generation, I'll say current in inverted commas, um, you know, the, the whole, the whole YOLO, the whole, oh, uh, yeah. you know, um, fear of missing out, mm-hmm. um, is creating, a, a, an environment where, where, a lot of us are, are depressed because of what we're seeing others become. I agree with that. And that is actually killing us. That. You know, they say our generation is going to die mainly from heart uh, disease-related or rather heart-related diseases. I can see that. Because of depression, because of unhappiness and so on. And so we're kind of killing ourselves in terms of just how we're abusing hmm. the platforms. Have we also become one grateful? Because I feel like what social media does is that it creates an ungrateful mindset because no matter what you have and what Mm. you've achieved, it always looks like someone else has better or has more. So therefore, you never take time to say, you know what, I'm good. Instead, you're thinking, oh, this is not good enough. Is that the mentality? We're a lot clever, but I think we're less wiser. Uh, uh, Because we've got so much to work with now, but we just just seem less wise about it. I mean, the uh, Stats SA recently Mm -hmm. released some stats. And, um, you know, one of the most disappointing stats was that uh, the youth right now in South Africa um, are less... um, are less capable, less literate than their parents. But would that be fair to blame the youth? Because I feel like since I've started school, I mean, I don't know how many times OB, it went from OBE to like different educational systems, yeah. whereby the government almost sabotaged the yeah. hopes of the youth because we went through so many systems to go through. Yeah. And I mean, I know what my brother, we're only four years apart, but what he studied mm. and what I studied was so different. And now the pass rate is what, 30%? Yeah. Like all you need, it's, it's not even, like, yeah, how how would you like a doctor operating on you with only 30% <laughs> knowledge? Like, all, all I'm not saying, 30% or rather, surviving. Yeah. What, what I think is, is, you know, in that category of youth, you know, there's mm. there's the 35 year olds, there's the 33 year olds, mm. right? Yeah, I, I think that that age group, or rather that uh, that peer group, has so much influence or the ability to influence yeah. what's happening to the younger, uh, uh, younger generation yeah. or the younger uh, ages of, of of millennials. Yeah, we're just not influencing the situation. Can we're I, not doing enough. But can I throw in a spanner there? Sure. Wouldn't you say our music? Our music is becoming the biggest problem in our society yeah, because, I, I so for too. example, hip hop, yeah. right? You listen to a hip hop track and I'm not talking about your conscious rappers like your mm. Kendrick Lamar's. I'm talking about, you know, your everyday feel good jives. Yeah. So that music is kind of, what does it tell you? Oh, I'm young. I'm rich. I've got women. I don't have to care. I don't have to care. YOLO. Mm. You know, you only live once. Can I just be the devil as advocate yes. on this sure. one? Yes. Um, Throw the spanner in the spanner. You definitely. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the YOLO thing has come out just because I think people are more and more aware of how life short really is. Yeah. Like I've got a I've got a big YOLO attitude. Right? This mm. is my 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 day to day living is to live as if I'm gonna die today. Okay. And maybe that maybe maybe that is across the spectrum a millennial issue. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should think about tomorrow <laughs> and what we're gonna eat. I'm like, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. Yeah. So um the reason why I I think this way is because um it's the truth first and foremost. I think mm. we need to understand that it's the truth. And we we kind of Changing the narrative of what it means to be alive. Okay. I think the world is so going not, through a conscious yeah, shift yes. in consciousness. We're not thinking in the same ways. We're of not living nine to, to die. Yeah. We're not living thinking of the same mm. way nine to five to pay my bills yes. and then die. I want to like in, in an ideal society, I see work lasting three out of four, uh, seven days of the week mm. and it only, it's only five hours of the day. Mm. That's like you become like more that. productive. You have more free time sure. than you have work time. Yeah. So people are kind of being. I mean, the the youth has seen that people have been so constricted and so bound by and all unhappy. the pressure and unhappy. and unhappy. So I think that's why there's this eruption of yeah. 
you only live once, do whatever yeah. you want. Otherwise, you get caught in the crap. I don't think millennials are any happier. Okay, that, okay, mm. I wanted to happier. say, I wanted to say, because I think, I mean, I'm a millennial yeah. and I, I'm also an observer of my peers. And I feel like sometimes we're trying so hard to look happy that we're not actually being happy. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I've been to so many social gatherings, but it's actually a great event and I'm enjoying immersing myself in that event. Mm. But people are watching it through their phones because, I mean, if it's not on Facebook, <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I go into, Goodness, I don't know how many girls I've unfollowed because I'm so sick of selfies. Mm. Like, I mean, I cannot look at you, same head tilt, different top every yeah, single day. Yeah, like, can we just, <laughs> can same we just, thing. and then like the status has become, oh, I'm loving myself, but are we truly loving ourselves or do we want the so. world to love us? Because I don't think so. if that picture gets only 10 likes or you still have names it's under your problem. Instagram post, it's like, <laughs> Okay, yeah, this is, I think this is our biggest dilemma now is mm. that, um, we have to kind of think of ways to genuinely make ourselves happy Genuine and, and not, not pretend anymore. Yeah. And social media gives you that front. Yeah. This is the yeah. guy that I want to be. Yeah. Well, this is the guy I am to you. To you. Yeah. 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 This is the image I want in my head, in your yeah. head when you think about yes, me. Yes. Um, but now in terms of genuine happiness, I think that's a difficult, a difficult one to, to tackle because everybody's seeing other people look happy. Yeah. And, you can't you can't really tell on the internet if somebody's genuinely happy because we yeah. can we can literally edit our lives yeah. right? we've become yeah. the best Let me ask I can you tell I can tell in person yeah. <laughs> meeting genuinely happy people is it's a yes, blessing in your day it's really, really like oh my god you love life too high five <laughs> I've been looking and for people like you it's funny when you meet like Instagram or social media happy people and then you see them in person and they're like hey, you know hey, how are you doing ah oh, no you know hey I just need 50 rand petrol okay <laughs> traffic, you better traffic, you better speak yeah. to someone else <laughs> yeah so the question I want to ask is yeah. uh, it's been said that millennials are, are a lot more aware of, of themselves uh, and of the world okay and and, and that, um, you know, millennials are pursuing uh, purpose and happiness. So, you know, again, how real is that? You know, I mean, in our conversations and mm. in, in social settings and so on, are we really speaking to purpose in the context of what I, I at least I think I believe purpose is? You know what? I actually think that we are chasing mm -hmm. a lot more than we were back then. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, look at myself and Mark. We are in radio, for example. You know, mm -hmm. this is not a platform that a lot of people would pursue because it's not necessarily a lucrative platform or it's not a platform that seems to be um, like it's not a doctor, for example. It's not yeah. a brain surgeon. So I think a lot more youth are pursuing things that actually they assume will make them a lot happier. Mm. I think where the trap comes in is that sometimes they're pursuing fame and notoriety yeah. more than they're actually pursuing purpose and passion, you know, because it's such a different dichotomy because pe everyone in the world thinks that money and fame will make them happy. And so they get money and fame and they realize that, whoa, yeah. this is even worse than when I was broke. Yeah. Money's a byproduct. You know? yeah. It's a byproduct, but it's not, I don't think we're pursuing purpose and passion as much mm. as we should be. And so the reason why I'm asking this, mm. it goes back to the initial um, stats that you brought about um, around millennials and, and, mm. and feeling uh, entitled in the workspace and the work environment is because that's what they're looking for. In the work environment However A lot more companies uh, un Don't necessarily have purpose Yeah And so You, you find that uh, The young uh, Employees Don't necessarily connect With what's happening They can't in marry the, business. the vision And so there, There's a lack of passion And a lack of connection And so 
You see, there's is, no performance. This is, this is that yeah. shift in consciousness yeah. I'm talking mm, about. Yeah. There's a there's been a barrier where, and it's you can see mm. this like the Pretoria Girls High thing where oh, people yes. like children should be battling these types of battles. No, mm. they are the exact people who should because they're more awake than anybody else. They have they don't have the history to distract them. They're like, whoa, yes. but this shit is fucked up. And guys. all of they a sudden, there's a voice, right? Because yeah. a voice that hasn't been heard. Because we discussed this in last week's show, whereby we were saying that it's almost like. Before it used to be like when you're a black child in a white school, it's like, hey, just be grateful you're in a model C school. Yeah. Hey, yeah. stop complaining. Yeah. 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 You were yeah. white kids. You joined hey, us as country. Hey, hey. <laughs> you, are, you are with the white kids. Yeah. At least your accent is going to be dusted up exactly. when you leave. Oh, you know? nicely, Mark. <laughs> no, I learned wow. English like everybody else and I just did it really well. Why are you so articulate? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're not like the rest of them, eh? So, <laughs> so you know, that used to be an honor. It used to be like you didn't just yeah. get your matrix certificate, you got your accent with it and used to leave into the world and be so happy yeah. And now all of a sudden We're like hi That's not enough yeah. We are in Africa yeah. <laughs> I mean it's our hair Like what are we supposed to do You know So it's a voice We are becoming more conscious so I agree with that Yeah there's definitely Been a break away From the old mm. And we need to be Ready for change Just because it's different now Just because it's instant now mm. I mean we are in 2016 We're kind of living In the future yeah. And we, we're still In a place in history Where we haven't Made the leap yet Can I know? throw in Someone's opinion On Facebook actually Yeah yeah So what he says is what seems to be happening is that us, hashtag us, the entitled millennials are actually just more outspoken about our worms, concerns and needs. Yeah. I actually do believe that millennials are very hardworking, even and especially behind the scenes. It would seem that we are expected to be seen and not heard. So I find that to be very interesting because I think what he's saying is very true in a lot of ways in terms of we are the generation that all of a sudden it's it's not enough. Like not we're not being told. We're not just sitting back and expecting and accepting what we're hearing. Mm. We are now saying, no, it's it's fine. You can finish speaking. But there's a voice that needs hearing. <laughs> but, but as long as you are willing to hear me in return, yeah, we will yeah, be just fine. Sure. You know, because you can look at the fees must fall movement, right? Everyone was like, before the fees must fall happened, everyone was like, you know what? These kids, they're so entitled. Mm. They think everything's going to fall on their lap. And then all of a sudden they were like, okay, fine. We're going to protest for what we want. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they've lost their minds. Yeah. Like these damn kids have lost their minds. They <laughs> yeah. just want everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like we, we sometimes stuck in a position where we don't know what people want from us because there's this mm. thing where we the leaders, we the change, we the future, mm. but also respect all the old traditions, respect what your elders are saying. Don't, don't challenge the status quo. When we challenge the status quo, then we become even more problematic than when yeah. we were quiet. Yeah. So, um, I just, sorry, I, I just want, um, millennials to back up their talk. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I think that's off. ultimately yeah. that's, that's all I'm asking <laughs> for. If you okay, want yeah. something, you know, show us that you're working for yeah. it. If you want it so me. much, yeah. back it up. If yeah. we protest, let us come up with 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 possible solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just protest and, work and say, hard. Hey, okay, you, study. you guys must solve it. Yeah, twice. study. Like, the one because thing, stop protesting yeah. when you're not even passing your modules. Okay, yeah. like keep exactly. quiet, sit down. That was one. That was one of the biggest problems. We spoke about on the West Guys show that like. About 60% of students actually end up failing. Yeah. So what do we do if education is free and half of the university no. is failing? What are we, where are we going to? But can I also say that have you noticed that people don't appreciate free things? Like we <laughs> start taking it for yeah, granted. Exactly. If, if you're not investing in it, you, yeah. we're going to take it for granted. So I'm not for free education. Mm. I just think there needs to be subsidized education. Yeah. I think it's different. You need to earn your place, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But can I ask something? And Mark, I want you to also jump in here. But KK, it's actually a question for you. Mm. Why is it so hard? To get a mentor As a millennial Because I find that I reach out to so many people Asking them I'm not asking for all of your time I'm yeah. just asking maybe 30 minutes Or just allow me 
um, space in your environment to just observe and learn. Yeah. And I find that it is so hard to get someone to just be like, okay, like I'm not asking for anything. All I'm asking is to shadow you. Yeah. And it becomes very much like, you know what? I worked my butt off to be here so you can too. And it's like, why are we, why are we hating? Like, so, you know? so I, I, I mean, I agree with the fact that it shouldn't be difficult, you know, as, as, as black people, especially, mm. I think we've got so much work to do yes. and helping each other. Mm. Um, you know, if we work collectively, you know, we'll get there faster. So the, the solution, um, which I always mention during, you know, whenever I do a talk yeah. is, well, firstly, that creates an expectation or rather a, a responsibility on the other end when you ask someone to be, there uh, to, to please for them to be your mentor. mentor yeah so my uh, piece of advice is do not ask hmm. right okay. buy them breakfast buy them lunch okay but how do you get them to breakfast and lunch <laughs> you call right because yeah. it's what you're saying is uh, it sounds like you're in a position where you can have a conversation with them mm-hmm. that conversation you oh. know instead of you asking them to be your mentor over the phone say hey you know i've got something i'd like to ask you okay can i buy you lunch okay can so I change your approach change your approach can and I, make that a regular thing is, hey, huh. when are we having lunch next month? I, I like that. I yeah. think the thing with that is that there's a lot of skepticism mm. because of this. It's a catch-22 because yeah. the problem is there are so many lazy millennials who want things that they're not working <laughs> yeah. for. Sure, sure. So as a, as a from a mentor's perspective, I would imagine is like, they don't is waste this kid's going to waste my time exactly. right now? Yeah. How do you know that this guy is the real deal? How do you know that he's going to follow through all the way to the end? Yeah. Um, I think a mentor is more of an, a natural thing. Then something that you go fishing for. Yeah. If, if, if I'm talking true mentorship, I'm talking about somebody who's going to come to you, who's very much like you. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, they have to be like you. Um, they're going to come and you can meet on, um, less than formal occasions. Maybe yes. they'll come to your house. You'll go chill, have a drink, do whatever, listen to the type, the same type of music and discuss different things. Mm-hmm. I think a mentor is more of a friend. Who's, who's made the same, it. yeah, who's in the same line of business like you, bro. Yeah. You, you doing the exact same shit I was doing at your age. Let me actually show yes. you where I made my mistakes. Pitfalls. And pitfalls. Then, yeah, yeah. Pitfalls. And it's not like you're not going to make mistakes. Sure. Or, sure. I, I think maybe sometimes we put too much pressure on mentors, right? Because you've made it. Now all of a sudden I think after your mentorship, I should make it automatically. Yeah. yeah. So I think what you're saying is true in terms of your mentor, there needs to be different types of mentors in your life. Yeah. You know, not everyone can be dedicated to just your existence and your being. Mm. You need a mentor for your business life. You need a mentor for your relationship life. True. You know, every aspect True. of you, because there's no one human being that can fulfill every role in your yeah. life. And not each and every one of them needs to dedicate hours on end. Sometimes yeah. it's just sure. by observing them and live their life Ultimately, that they become the biggest learning tool yeah. for you. Yeah, I and just to, think they should be... Uh, a natural connection. Yes, True. That's okay. all that is. Otherwise, you'll always feel like you're forcing yourself on a mentor. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, let me buy you lunch, please. I promise this time. <laughs> and this time your pocket is so long. Yeah. <laughs> two things, like, two things I'd, li- I'd like to add. Yes. Firstly is, um, you know, people don't just, people need to feel value in them making their time available to yes. you. So you need to create that value proposition for hmm. them to actually be there for I you. I like that. And then secondly, please mentor someone else. Don't be yes. selfish and just want to mentor. Uh, yes. uh, and, and if you want to get, give as well. Oh, I like that. Or rather that. give first. You know, find somebody that you can mentor. I like that. But with that being said, I find that a lot of times, uh, for me, I always tell people what saved me were books. Mm. And I find that some of my best mentors were in books. They were yeah. characters that I'd never, you know, that I'd conjured up in my own mind. Harry Potter. Ha- obviously. <laughs> Hello. He's the guy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Paulo Coelho, the alchemist, you know, yeah, so there are many yeah. books for me that have really navigated my path in life. But with that being said, I find that people just don't read. Yeah. Like, are we, are we no longer the reading generation? Don't we read anymore? Our books 
books even worth <laughs> you know purchasing yeah. anymore yeah well for me personally I love reading I think all of us <laughs> should be reading especially black people let's read black people all the world's secrets are in books we oh, can take sure. over I promise I you I swear if they actually had paychecks in books uh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd, be, we'd be in there because I mean like um I want to talk. You said you read The Alchemist. Yes. As well. That that was a life changing book oh, for me, yeah. just because um, it gives me a different perspective, a different idea of what it means to live a good life. These type of things you don't find in ordinary conversation. No. And the thing about writing and um, reading is that you tell stories in a way that cannot be said in mm. everyday conversation, yeah. and mm. you understand things differently once you read it to yourself and understand that this is also another person's an interpretation. Yeah, an interpretation and how you use that in your life. Will will always apply. A lot of the times, words that people say don't really apply to to your daily life and how you act. And yeah. sometimes you can think back on a book and be like, "That's where this, this, this is the thing you were talking about." Exactly. But KK, you are an author. Yeah. You wrote a book called "The Climb" mm-hmm. about you climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. So you are really releasing that book on Amazon um, as a tribute. Already, yeah, yeah, as a tribute to the late Gugu Zulu, who yeah. was a great man. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the book. What inspired you to sit down and write a book? Especially to a generation that doesn't seem to be purchasing or reading books. Sure. So, firstly, let me let me say uh, this quote I like uh, that says, "You know, um, rich people have got big libraries and poor people have got big TVs. <laughs> so we we need to choose which which, which route." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Preach past and it the preach. It doesn't have to be a physical bookshelf or library, but you know, we've got virtual. Um, books now yeah. um, so knowledge you can't buy that what, sure. what do you think about the virtual platform of reading is it really does it does it bother you when you think about um your book sales competing with people who are online are you do you have a product online for people to read that is similar mm, or do the they amazon have to go one, right? to oh, the amazon one you can read online there yes you can i yeah, see yeah, that's the kindle version okay so yeah. in in terms of the two compared mm. would you what, what would you say is more beneficial to the reader so the here's buyer? the thing right um I, I, I always teach myself and others to, to flow with the tide, right? Mm. Number one, if, if, if I'm a struggling writer or young person from the township who's trying to, you know, to, to, to get themselves out there, i.e. put out a CD, put out an album, uh, put out a book, you know, don't I want to go with the most um, cost-effective means that are like, huh. going to help me get to market quicker? Yeah, true. Right? Which, which would be online. Right? I mean, you're looking at about printing a thousand books. Um, that would cost you around 50, possibly around 50 rand a, a book. That's mm. what, 50, 60,000 rand? And trying to if publish I, is also not easy. Yeah. If yeah. I go digital, I don't need a publisher. I don't need to print a single book. You know, my book as it is without printing, I just need a, a book cover that yeah. I can get done on Fiverr or a buddy of mine. Yeah. And I put it up on Amazon. It's up mm. there. Right. So I need to, uh, you know, adjust. I need to adapt. adjust or rather think, be smart. Do I want the pain that comes with having to raise funds uh, to, to get publish. to publish and get the, uh, the, 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 the hard copy printed? Or do I just want to put it up on, on Amazon? But would it be more worth yeah. it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. To, go ahead. Would it be more worth it as a as that young guy to print the book to go through that effort to make a hard copy? That's essentially what I'm trying. Which platform is the best? Are we just moving with the times though? The internet is at the, the end of the day, it depends with your situation. Okay, you know, some people have got have got access to funds that may help them to print mm. a couple of books, which is always a good idea because mm. people still want to see hard copy a hard copy, even if it's just ten or twenty that you keep with you for display purposes, mm. right? To take your selfies with, yeah. right? <laughs> but but yeah. here's the thing: if you look at the stats now, uh, the the digital platforms for books is is rising at an astronomical rate, yeah, um, uh, and 
And what, I mean, we are the kind of generation that wants things instantly. instantly. Mm-hmm. And that's what the digital platform allows. Yeah. yeah. Right. If cool. you know, I know if I, if I come across a book, if you, if you tweet something or I see some, and I can if get I can that book like I want it now, yes. you know, and Instead I can, I can quickly read the book or a summary of the book or whatever the yeah. case is, you know, I think, I think that's more aligned to, to, to the, the way we consume content um, and, and just other things in, in, in as far as 2016. Let's go back to the original of yeah. what, what actually inspired you to write the book? Yeah. Because a lot of people go through incredible life experiences yeah. who don't seem to put it on paper. Yeah. So what was the inspiration behind the book? And give us just a brief summary of sure. the book. So, uh, again, as a business coach, I, you know, I come across a lot of, um, you know, people who want to start their businesses and those who are struggling to grow their businesses. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I share, um, advice, uh, around, uh, you know, you should do this or you should do that. Everybody's like, yeah, but KK, you've been doing this for so long. Oh, yeah. You know, then I said, look, then I'm going to prove you. Um, I'm going to prove it to you that uh, the principles I'm teaching, I can apply in areas that I, I don't have experience in. Huh. So I chose climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, um, as a, as a, a metaphor for for a, a big goal, whether in business or in life, hmm. and I said to myself, "I'm not going to use my own money. I'm going to go out and look for money what? in the same way that entrepreneurs you work for business." Exactly. Huh. Um, and the whole idea was to prove that point. Um, and in retrospect, when I came back, I came back with five principles. And then as a coach, I also have coaches. Two yeah. of them actually suggested I write a book. I didn't have um, an intention to write a book about it. The book that I had in my head back then is yeah. the one that I'm publishing now in November. Yes, yes, right? yes. Um, And so I was requested to write a book, uh, or rather uh, it was suggested. And because I get bored easily. In December, <laughs> yeah. In December, over three weeks, I wrote the book and I completed it. In three weeks. In three weeks. That's unbelievable. In three weeks. I have to mention that I, I you know, with, with everything else that I do in life, I, I did get help. Um, Andrew Miller, a good friend of mine, who's also helping me on this book, and you know, a lot more books that are coming through later. Um, I wrote as much as I could. I gave it to him, and he, you know, he he put it in in human in human language for me. <laughs> but, yeah. How how do you find the crowd is when when you pitch them a book or you tell them that I'm an author of this particular book, mm. do you find there's a different response maybe across the generation line, um, across the color line? You know, are people more responsive in a certain demographic than others? Of course. You know, people who are a little more exposed to um – you know, to education and information, people who want information that's going to help them grow versus information for purposes of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they are more receptive of it. And it's, it's very unfortunate that, um, you know, when you look at the numbers, black people don't Eish. respond as much as I would like them Eish. to. Uh, hey, it's, and it's especially sad. when they see it's another black person, you know they're, like, I mean? <laughs> they're like, <laughs> but, I don't want it. Don't you just want to give it to me? They're like, exactly. how am I going to make money? True. And here's <laughs> yeah. the thing, right? Uh, about books as a, as an author, as a, as a person out there. You remember what ten, maybe fifty, maybe twenty years ago, mm. when you uh, when you considered the idea of a business card and you pulled out a business card. Do you remember how yeah. you felt about oh, yourself? Oh, you were so proud, you know, and and how how it made the other person feel about you, like you're professional. Right? It's like kind of what websites are now in books. That's it, <laughs> exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is mm. that you know, if you really want to progress in life, if you really uh, want to put yourself out there, you want to be a thought leader, you want to be known as somebody who's making waves. I think consider writing a book, hmm. you know. Um, and so there were all, all of these different reasons that in, that inspired me uh, and motivated me to write a book. But I'd always wanted to put my thoughts on paper because hmm. um, I think 
I have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and, Don't yeah. we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, isn't yeah. isn't writing um, like? Wouldn't you want to write a book after you've done a whole lot of things, as as opposed yeah. to writing Auto, a book like when you're very young? Yeah, even if if it's not a, an autobiography, yeah. I think writing is obviously experience, a yeah. journey that you've gone through that you've now got the experience the to share with mm. people. You're right, but there are books on quotes. Right, mm. you can put out a book that where you're quoting. You could quote your friends about things they say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it that's could clever. be a book on questions. Candace's that, new book is going right? to be on quotes. Available on Amazon soon. Or it could be a book on questions that you have. Yeah, oh. it does not necessarily have to be about something you've done. Yes, that's kind of what we expect. But think out the box. Uh, you know, I know a friend of mine um, who's who's got a book that's like literally it's twenty pages and it's what. It's, it, um, this is what, A5? Yes. Yeah, it's A5. It's about 20 pages. So Can I, just, no, but there is a book, actually. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, author's called Paul Arden. Mm-hmm. And his book is literally like a storybook for adults. It is the coolest book. Nice. And um, I think it's called, it's not how rich you are, it's how rich you want. It's not how successful you are, it's how successful. It's not how good you are. Yeah. It's how good you want to be. Mm-hmm. And in that book, he just literally gives you like storybook examples. Yeah. And only when you're done, when you finish it at an hour, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what was that? This is some bars. But he gives you literally, he's the, throughout the whole book, all he's doing is selling you a single concept yeah. and giving you examples about that concept. Mm. But it keeps you gripped. So yeah. I agree with you. You yeah. do not need to necessarily write about your life. Yeah. I think writing, writing is crucial just because you get to express what mm. is happening. I, like the, I think as soon as, exactly. like Frank Ocean is my favorite musician. He says, uh, when the ink dries and the pages turn to dust, so will we. Oh man. When we I can't like explain that. what's happening in this life, I mean, that's when we've lost it all as a wow. society. We need to be able to tell each other stories, even yeah. if it's stories that not everybody's Experienced, yeah. but isn't it important to tell our own stories? Yeah. Because I find that, especially as Black people in South Africa, in particular, our stories are getting lost through time because we're not putting it on paper. Yeah. And yeah. until it's memorialized in ink and people can actually see yeah. it and read it and have access to it, our story will always be told from another person's perspective who did yeah. not experience our history. Yeah. So and I think the, it is important. We're the best storytellers as African hey, people. We originally, uh-huh. no, but isn't that our entertainment? <laughs> yeah, wherever yeah. you go, that's why we kill hey, the hip hop game. Like, even. let me just tell you this. Like, we can we can make a whole story and scenario based yeah. on going to the shop. I went to buy bread. Yeah. And the special sound and, effects. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy, pa 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 pa, he just comes in. <laughs> yeah, you know? So we are we actually the best storytellers. It's just that we're not putting it. We're not taking the time to sit down and mm. put it on paper. Something that will which live is incredible. forever. Yeah. yeah. But um, I wanted to ask you, since you're here, uh, and I'm a young businessman, I wanted to ask about this whole business card idea. Mm. Um, is it washed? Is it out? Dated because I mean I have business cards and I hand them out but nothing really happens and I feel like an idiot sometimes when I say <laughs> you spend so much money just <laughs> my Facebook page <laughs> that's where yeah. all the real information is because that's where all the real yeah, shit is that's where you yeah. can find out that we do a podcast on Wednesdays at two you can find out about our comedy shows at Giles my business card has my name and my email and my yeah. number it's like mm. remember what you're trying to do is to, you you want the person you're giving the card to or the message to to actually come back to you right mm-hmm. you want them to come back to you now not everybody is a is is a Facebook fanatic. Oh yeah, okay. right. Um, and I also highly recommend that get the basics done. Get a business card. It's mm. kind of what people expect, mm. right? Yeah, um, it'll help you get get over that mental hurdle that that people would typically have, um, or the opinions that 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 the negative opinions that they'd have when you don't have a business card. Yeah, this guy. So get the business card um, and make sure you've got all the, the 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 basics in place, your website and so on. And I also want to say 
it's always better to get the other person's business card. Yeah, uh, you yeah, must get their contact details, mm, right? Because the likelihood of you yes. contacting them for their business is yeah. higher than them contacting you for exactly. what you need. And you need to actually contact. Uh, the average is you must contact someone up to seven times before they buy from you. Huh. And you oh, need to really? nurture. You need to nurture the relationship. It's, build a rapport. Build a rapport. Not just once, but seven, eight times. Sometimes, um, in, in some cases, the people you meet will only buy from you in the next twelve months. Yeah. Well, but yeah. that's a golden nugget right there because I think a lot of times we. If you're trying to sell a product or you're trying to sell yourself as a person, especially in entertainment, yeah. we forget that these human beings are mm. actually, you, they need a relationship in order mm, to do sure. business with you. Sure. So we just like, as soon as you get the information, you're like, oh, by the way, could you please do this or send me that or do this? And then they're just like, nah, you I know, think, you were the another 20 people that want the same thing. But when you have a relationship, yeah. they invest in That's what you exactly want. That's exactly what you need to, to establish and build. Your aim should be to build relationships and mm. nurture not to I sell. Love that. Yeah. Um, I think that's the instant gratification that we were talking yeah. about from the yeah. millionaires specifically. Yes. And then I think that's where we suffer the most is that mm. we expect that after the first time yeah. I ask you, I should get 10 years. It I used want. to be like that, but now there's a hundred of you guys. There's a mm. hundred of me. Yeah. So mm. how do I, how, how do, do I differentiate out? myself? How do I stand out? You know, when the need becomes, um, very, um, active and, and the pain is, is, is so much that the client needs to solve it at one particular point, who do they think they are going to go back to. That is so true. It's the, the person, person got a relationship top of mind with. as well. But how do you handle getting rejected by those people? Um, for example, setting up meetings for sponsors, which exactly is my, yeah. is my, my thing that I'm going through now. Yeah. And I've kind of built a rapport with some of the people that I've been talking to. And they'd say, for example, no, we're not looking into this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, should I keep pushing the same guy who, who's said no now? Yeah. But I mean, Businesses, especially big businesses, if you want a big business to invest in something that's relatively smaller where they don't need you, mm-hmm. um, they have the funds, they have the money, they, they're just saying, we're not convinced, yeah. mm. essentially. So does that mean that I have to keep on going like, hey, but... So, so what, what you are, you, and I'm, I, I mean, I love this conversation, you're raising questions that we, we help our clients in as far as yeah. the sales process is concerned. Mm. Mm. And we always say that the only reason a client will not buy from you um, when they actually have the pain is you haven't created the, the, the impression and you haven't delivered the value proposition that speaks mm. directly to their pain. Mm. That's the only reason. Huh. Okay. That's so, the only reason. So they need to feel like they too are benefiting from this relationship and that they're not doing charity. Exactly. I mean, mm. remember it's about if, uh, again, if, if there's 10 of us asking for the same money, the only person that's going to get that money is the one that, that creates that the right impression my... that gives, uh, that ensures the, the, the funder or the buyer that they're getting the most out of buying from that, uh, from me. Yeah. But yeah. Can I just, sorry, Mark, um, I just want to know. So, I mean, a government is punting entrepreneurship. Mm. Everyone's saying, oh, everyone should become an entrepreneur. But the pain you just spoke about is what people have to go through, but yeah. no one wants to address that. So how do you, I mean, when people ask you about entrepreneurship, especially in townships and in rural communities yeah. where it's actually really needed, mm. how do you address that? Um, you probably saw my face change, right? Yeah. This, <laughs> this is a very sensitive yeah. um, topic for me. And uh, I do not like the idea of government um, making us believe that they know what they're doing when it comes to entrepreneurship. Because how do you teach someone about business when you yourself have never had a business? Woo. How do Damn. you do that? <laughs> Damn. Right? Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's true that, that uh, you know, in, in the less privileged communities, that's where um, it's, it's needed most. But even less is happening down there. Mm. It goes back. It goes back to reading. It goes back to mentorship. Mm. It goes back to all of these points that we are we are talking about, and we're doing. We are doing 
nothing not, about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not doing enough to go back there. You know, even if you've had right now, you you could teach ten, a hundred kids about what you know about business. Yeah, yeah, but you I think I mean? it's inserting that idea. Yeah, so, that you as Mark, in the capacity you in right now, yeah. you can still do more than you think you can do. Exactly, because all of us don't we all feel like we need to reach a certain pinnacle of success in order yeah. to give back and to help. Yeah. So and, and again, sorry, I'm, I'm no, so please. emotional about this. I'm not even sure if I'm answering. The no, question. please, no go. But what we need to do, I think we need to to be real about the problem we have um that you know i mean in in again in the in the government space the education department is not even speaking to trade and industry mm. I, my mother is a teacher i saw it right yeah. i asked her two weeks ago because my next book is, is predominantly around you know yeah. uh, business development and i said mom what are you guys doing in school for with the kids and she says nothing oh. they don't have a syllabus for entrepreneurship damn Worse than yet, that, yeah. worse than that, in schools we don't you don't learn about financial management. No, yeah. you don't learn about yeah. taxes. Yeah. You don't know about you don't learn about the things that make people successful yeah. in life. And the thing True. that makes people successful is how to manage your money. Yeah. How but to then again, it also comes down to the very basics that our government system is failing at, and that's even teaching us our own history as people, mm-hmm. as human beings. Yes. So if you can't even relate to the context of the education, yeah. then it, you can't really learn the supplements to that. And and then just going back to where we started. Yeah. That, that idea of entitlement really disappoints me because mm. by being, by feeling entitled, we then we don't do anything. Oh, yeah. We leave, uh, you know, the work to the government. Oh, yeah. Imagine it's easier, if right? it's easier and, and it's, it's, it's the lazy approach. And, yeah. you know, well, why would I pick up a book when I can just wait on government to come give me a speech? Yeah. Or you why know? would I grow my own food when yeah. the government? Cause it's going to subsidize my eating. That's the whole thing that our society is facing yeah. now is the ability to do things ourselves. We yeah. are very much able to do things ourselves. We yeah. don't need to rely on the government. We can meet our need, own needs. We can meet our own needs mm. easily. And I just wanted to ask you what, what would that young kid in the township mm. who needs to get out of there as best as he mm. can. Yeah. What is the first book other than yours, <laughs> which he should be reading? Like, because access to books, mm. I don't know how, how easily accessible books are for people in the township. I'm sure there are libraries. I've, I've been yeah. to libraries. Yeah. Can I add to your question? Yeah. Not only is another book. Okay. So number one, the question Mark asked you is besides your own book, which is the climb guys, the climb by KK Diaz on amazon.com. So besides your own book, which other book would you recommend? And do you donate your own books? Do you give schools access to your own books? Because not everyone's going to be able to necessarily go on Amazon or access your books. No, sure. I, you know, I, 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 I sponsor, or rather, I, I sponsor my time. I give away my time, mm. uh, and I'm always reaching out to corporates, you know, to to sponsor uh, books, to sponsor time, um, you know, in exchange for me being able to go out and 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 go to the less privileged schools, less privileged communities to share my my experience um, with with them. So um, that's that's the one question mm. uh which book you know i'm i'm actually confused i'm not even sure where to start yeah. but what i can say is it depends what what you are trying to to and achieve in life are. and if it's about business even if it's about life because business is both about customers and i mean about sellers and buyers mm. um the the capitalistic nigger was, oh, was the phenomenal book nigger, yep. right yeah because By our very own african brother because mm-hmm. it speaks to it speaks to um you know how we can grow as a community so mm. it, even as a customer right uh, it starts to make you see that if I support my my own, you know, we grow together. Yeah. Um, when I was, I think I was probably eight or nine, my mother gave me the first book I, I read as my own book was Animal Farm. Oh, yeah. You know, and that, that's another book that was just phenomenal for me. Yeah. Um, and... There are a lot of books that I believe may be too much for, for youngsters. Yeah. But it's, 
you know, because I read them a little later in life and it made sense. They mm -hmm. made sense for me. But those two books, I think, maybe start there. Um, and it's important to look, um, you know, listings in the library yes. based on your interest your, and your own needs. Yeah, Sorry, needs. guys, yes. the show's coming to an end. So I want you guys Aww. to punt and I want you guys to tell people where we can find you, what you're up to, who, who wants to start. Yeah, let me go so you can finish off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me press what? up on the board. Press Marky up on the board. Mark. Yo, 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 my name is yeah. Duty, right? We've got a show on the worst guys right here at Cliff Central every Wednesday at two o'clock. My host, Ria Betrisicelo, is always with me and it's always hot and fresh. Two o'clock on a Wednesday. Everything else you'll find out there. And where can they find you on Facebook? Facebook with the worst guys. The worst guys. Twitter with the <laughs> underscore worst guys. And yeah. Instagram with just the worst guys. One word. Just the worst guys. We there. Find <laughs> the worst guys because they are yeah, the worst guys yeah. and they will keep you laughing. Yo, and you, I'm, KK. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thanks for the just for the energy for the opportunity. Um, I'm KK Diaz. Um, look for me kkdiaz.co.za. That's my mm -hmm. website address. Uh, Twitter is uh, KK Diaz underscore SA. And um, go to Facebook um, at uh, a game business coach or just look for KK Diaz and awesome. yeah I'm I'm happy to have been here. Yeah, Don't man. forget guys to get KK's book The Climb which is out right now at amazon.com and then your other book is the A game business um business blueprint Go on my website currently, kkdias.co.za, and just download any of the existing ebooks. We will then um, contact you with uh, when when the next book launches. Awesome, guys! And don't forget, go on KK's website because he does give away free stuff. Because you know you, you, we don't like free <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Your mark, you, you as well. There's a sales book there for free, so right, jump on yeah. Okay, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us once again, and we will see you next week. Love and light. Bye. Peace. Oh, yeah. This is CliffCentral.com.